Have you ever been scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or been watching YouTube videos and paused for a second to think about the people on the other end of the camera? Maybe you've thought to yourself, I could never put myself out there like that. Or maybe you're thinking, influencers have it so easy. Or maybe you're even thinking, that person talking about books or makeup or sports, that could be me. I could do that. The concept of being an influencer isn't new. I'm sure you have people in your life who you trust more than others when it comes to restaurants or clothing or cleaning supplies. Anytime a trusted source like a doctor or a CEO or an actor is selling something in a magazine or a radio commercial, that's kind of a form of influencer marketing. Anytime we went to someone wise and respected in our neighborhood for advice or been told by a friend that they know a guy, this is kind of like engaging with influencers too. We've always been more willing to buy and learn from people who seem like they know what they're talking about. And because they have that street cred, we trust them more easily, even if they're a stranger. And this isn't limited to just selling things. We've always gravitated towards people who seem relatable to us for entertainment. Everything from advice columns to talk shows to memoirs are forms of influencing also. When social media hit the scene and creating content became accessible to the masses, anyone could become an influencer. But more importantly, anyone could get paid to become an influencer. The democratized access to the internet brought unprecedented opportunity to the quote-unquote normal person to share their life and expertise online. And according to today's guest, content creation represents a more modern version of a centuries-old ideal. It's like the 2023 version of the American dream, but with a viral video, there's so many possibilities. And it's all about just connecting you with people who value you. Your life can change overnight. You're listening to The Informational Interview, a podcast that helps you learn about different careers and what it takes to break into them from podcasters who have done just that. I'm your host, Lauren Fagan, and I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm on a mission to talk to people in all sorts of careers to help me figure out what to do next, and I thought I'd bring you along for the ride. If you're not satisfied with your work life, if you're feeling unfulfilled, or like there's got to be more to work than this, but don't know what you want to do next, you're in the right place. Each week, I talk to professionals who have successfully pivoted into a career that they love, I ask about their journey, hear more about what their life and their role looks like, and get tactical steps for someone looking to pivot into that industry. In this episode, we're going to follow the career of a marketing consultant turned full-time influencer, get a peek under the hood of what life as an influencer really looks like, hear about why we both loved traveling solo, and unpack why it's so important to know yourself before you start making content for other people. Let's dive in. My name is Adria. I am 25 years old and I am a content creator slash social media strategist. Our guest today, Adria Barich, is a work friend of mine. We know each other because we overlapped as marketing consultants at the same company at the same time. I taught Adria a lot about growth marketing while she was there, but in the summer of last year, she left to pursue content creation, otherwise known as being an influencer. And I've watched her grow her online presence and subsequent content creation business from the sidelines ever since with her enchanting and adorable co-star. 
I have a dog. His name is Oatmeal. He loves to swim. We've been traveling to pet friendly pools and creating content and have just been building out my social profiles. And Atria says that her younger self might be surprised by where she is today, but not in the way that you might think. I think she would be um, a little surprised at how quickly current Adria has pulled it off. I think that I've been building up to this my whole life. Even though Adria is only a few years younger than me, it's really apparent that she grew up with the internet and has been very comfortable posting online since a young age. After all, she saw it modeled every day on TV. I was so inspired by like iCarly growing up and seeing these young kids making a little web show, being goofy online and like making it their lives. I have been posting on YouTube since I was literally 11 years old. I had a green screen and I would post like singing covers and skits. I was like, I was that weird friend that I would invite people over and we would make music videos or we would do photo shoots. Like I just loved making content. That's what I did for fun. But the internet was still young and iCarly was just a character on a TV show. Making a career from talking into a camera and posting it on the internet wasn't just something somebody did. I had always been told that that was never a realistic career path because I don't think that a lot of people understood the potential of the amount of money that you can make doing this. So, similar to my own journey, Adria decided to go to college and major in something that helped her stay true to her storytelling and performing roots, but was maybe a bit more practical on the job front. I actually ended up majoring in journalism in college. And through that, I really learned how to tell a story effectively, responsibly, like get my facts straight. And this concept of telling a story responsibly is something that Adria is really focused on today in her content creation. And the emphasis on accuracy that she learned from her journalism degree is something she thinks is more important than ever in today's world. Today, Adria's main social presence is running around to dog-friendly pools with her adorable golden retriever oatmeal. But Adria argues that as a content creator, she has a responsibility to contribute positively and factually to the social media landscape. Social media is currently a wasteland, and it's because we don't have proper rules in place on how we should be behaving on it. I think content creators need to be more responsible with their voices and realize the impact that their words have on their audience. Because how many times have you heard an influencer state a fact and you take it as fact without double checking? We are not fact checking. We are falling for misinformation. We are more confused than we've ever been. We're also more polarized than we've ever been. And it's because we have stopped developing our own opinions and we have made so many complex issues very binary and that needs to stop. That all starts with the people who are creating the content on the platform. And I think that we need to start being a little bit more responsible. But I see so much potential with social media and its ability to just connect people. And I, I, I want social media to be good. I think it can be. And I, I believe in it. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Adria went to school for journalism and now is a content creator. But if you remember, I first met her as a marketing consultant, not a journalist. So I asked, how does an internet enthusiast turned journalism major end up being a marketing consultant at 23? So I did an internship in college at a biotech company and I absolutely, I did not know what I was doing. I got the job because I was the director of an ad agency on campus and it, we were just kind of like playing pretend. We were just promoting clubs and orgs on campus, but it was a really sexy title. So it got me this fancy job at this biotech company. 
And at the biotech company, they worked with marketing consultants. And because I was the social media intern, I got to work with the marketing consultants. And so after I graduated, they were still small businesses themselves. And so they weren't able to really offer me a big job offer right off the bat. So they kind of split me. I would watch how they consulted with businesses on their marketing strategies. I learned from them. I watched them develop their own business. And after about two years there, I felt like I had gained enough knowledge to go off on my own and do my own consulting. But I only really felt confident doing that because simultaneously I was developing my online social media profile because TikTok really started to take off. I downloaded it in 2020. So during the pandemic, I was making silly, goofy videos. And as it turns out, getting back to Adria's roots of being silly and creative and posting online was exactly the right move to level up her career. I roasted Kim Kardashian skims, went viral for that, caught the attention of quite a few brands, started working with them on the side. So that was my first time actually like being on my own and being my own marketing consultant. And I was kind of building the plane while I was flying it. If I'm being honest, I really did not know how to advise a social media strategy at the ripe age of 23, but I was just learning as I went. And over time, I really started to just listen to the people who knew what they were doing and copy them. And eventually I was able to figure it out on my own. And now I feel like I really have such a solid understanding of social media and marketing. And that is the secret to being a content creator. Right off the bat, the most money you're going to make is from working with brands. And so you want to know how to be a good partner to them and develop a social profile that's going to be attractive to brands. Because if you're a little too controversial, if you're not very cohesive with your strategy, brands are not going to want to work with you. So I think that's the biggest leg up that you can have is some basic marketing skills at least. So being a marketing consultant and becoming familiar with the industry helped Adria be better set up to become a content creator. In other words, knowing the space helps you show up in the space. And as any marketer will tell you, the first thing you need to do is identify who is your target audience. Understanding your audience, I think, is the biggest key. And that took me a lot longer than it should have for me to realize. But once you understand your personal audience that you're developing in your own so social media presence, then you know how to sell to them. And then that is a whole other set of skill sets is how to sell a product. And so it's kind of this combination of knowing what your audience is looking for and knowing what products they are going to appreciate and what aspects of that product they're going to appreciate. So like something that I end up doing is I think of products that my audience would like. I reach out to the brands with a concept and then a lot of the times they'll end up wanting to work with me. So it, it's kind of like hacking the system instead of just sitting and waiting for brands to reach out to you and promoting products that your audience is going to be like, why is she trying to sell us some, some shit from Timu? I don't know if this is right for me. Knowing your audience and knowing how to sell to them is mm. the key. And to Adria, there's one thing that's even more important than knowing who your audience is that trumps any other skill set you can learn if you want to break into this industry really learning about myself and understanding about myself so that I could share myself in an honest and authentic way because I feel such a huge responsibility with the words that I share to an audience of over a million people. I want to make sure that it's coming from a good place. And in order for me to be confident that I'm doing that, I have to understand myself. That's part of why I ended up just solo traveling because I needed to force myself to be alone with my thoughts and understand my biases, understand just 
everything about myself so that I'm not sharing misinformation so that I'm being responsible with my voice. One book that was really, really helpful for me was 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. I've also read 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist and would definitely recommend it. I've linked to it in the show notes if you're interested. That forced me to do a lot of hard thinking about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. That was huge. So to sum it up, to be a good content creator, Adria recommends that you, one, have a basic understanding of social media marketing, two, get specific about your audience, and three, do some soul searching so that you can make sure that you're showing up authentically online. Step three, understanding yourself, is undoubtedly the most hard step and inevitably something we work on for the rest of our lives. One thing Adria mentioned briefly when talking about her getting a better understanding of herself was her experience with solo travel. Now, for new listeners who might not know this, when I was about Adria's age, I was taking my own risks by going on a solo road trip around the U.S., The official goal was to conduct a lot of informational interviews to figure out what I wanted to do next in my life, but I also visited a lot of major cities and explored by myself and ended up hiking in 16 national parks, which was incredible. My experience traveling on my own helped me understand the importance of bravery and the importance of feeling competent and doing scary things and coming out the other side just fine. And a lot of people thought I was crazy. That beyond being risky for my own career, as a young woman traveling by myself, I should be afraid. And I did end up in situations that scared me, but in the That Half Dome Summit was really intense kind of scary. And the I stayed in a hostel with people I didn't know kind of scary. And the I can't believe I'm about to move across the country all by myself to start a new career kind of scary. That's not to say that I wasn't very, very careful on my trip and was really intentional about where I went, when I went, who I stayed with, and all the planning. But doing that all on my own was in itself an accomplishment. The bravery I felt from that solo travel helped me feel more confident to lean into the life I wanted. After all, what's starting a new job after backpacking in grizzly country? For Adria, solo traveling is crucial to rediscovering yourself because when you have nobody to take care of and nobody to consider but yourself, you start to get to the root of what makes you happy. Before I solo traveled, I would always go on um, like group trips with my roommates in college. And it's such a different experience because when you're traveling with other people, you kind of have to like come to a group consensus about the things that you want to do when you're on vacation. And when you're on vacation with yourself, you can do whatever you want to do. You could spend the entire day in bed. You could go to a farmer's market. You could literally do anything. And you want to see what instinctually you want to do when it does not concern anybody else because that's going to help you learn so much more about yourself. But Adria also agrees that being brave can be an incredible byproduct of spending time alone and practicing being independent. In her book, there's no backpacking in bear country required. Even just going on a quick weekend solo trip and planning all of the logistics yourself can be a great way to feel accomplished. Being responsible for travel accommodations and coordinating all of this stuff and being able to prove to yourself that you can get from point A to point B and back to point A safely is a huge accomplishment. And it gives you a lot of confidence to do scarier things. Like for me, just completely moving from my childhood home to LA where I 
did not know anyone. And the more scary things you do, the less everything becomes scary. And as someone who also went out on their own to start their own marketing consultancy, I can confirm that going out on your own and starting your own business is one of the scariest things of all. Adria has a few reasons why she thinks now is the perfect time for her to be taking big swings, though. For a long time, it was just recognizing that I had all of this flexibility and that I won't have it later on in life. And so now is the time to take the risks and make the stupid decisions because I'm only 25. So I still have the excuse of not knowing who I am. So if I mess this up, I'm just a baby. I didn't know what I was doing. Despite being just a baby, in Adria's words, it takes a lot of bravery and maturity to officially make that decision to quit your job and put yourself out there to pursue a career that isn't guaranteed to work out. When I asked Adria about that moment when she decided to make the switch, it all came back to paying attention and being authentic to yourself. I would just take notice if you keep getting burned out and realize what's burning you out and try to find the things that you're excited about and lean into them and see if there's a way to make money from them. I used to love the consulting work that I was doing and it no longer was bringing me joy. It was no longer bringing her joy. We've talked in previous episodes and I have a feeling this will come up again and again about how understanding, acknowledging, and accepting that you're not happy is a crucial first step when making a career shift. The next step is figuring out why you're not happy. For Adria, there were some specific moments that stood out that made her realize it was time to make a change. I noticed that I wasn't coming up with as many good creative ideas in my consulting work, and I wasn't as excited to just do the work that had always brought me so much joy. And so I had to take a step back and realize, okay, I am more excited to wake up in the morning and post a TikTok video than I am to write these briefs. I thought, is there a way that I can make this content creation a reality for me? What if I just turned myself into a product? What if? Those two little words are some of the most powerful in the English language. What if we could all spend our days doing something that we woke up energized and excited to do? What if we took the path that was unconventional or unusual or unexpected and it all worked out? What if? Adria saw the vision and had the exposure to understand that her what-if scenario wasn't impossible. But first, she had to do a lot of legwork to determine just how possible it was. I started to get a little bit more tactical with it, and I started to outreach to more brands and start to actually see what it would look like if I made this a full-time job. It took me a long time to really craft a good DM to reach out to brands, especially when I was just starting out. Just being specific about what you intend to do for them is going to make them more inclined to work with you, even if you don't have a huge following, because expertise is often more valuable than just a following. Because you can buy followers, you can buy engagement, you can't buy expertise. And eventually it got to the point where I started receiving really, really good brand deals that were paying me more than my consulting work. And I was like, okay, now I have the monetary indication that this could be a real thing. I think I'm ready to make the leap. There's an important lesson in there, too, that for jobs where you have to go out on your own to become a content creator, an entrepreneur, and yes, even a podcast host, try to prove out your concept before cannonballing straight into the pool. It will help make that transition smoother and will de-risk the switch. 
And while at first glance it kind of sounds like making that switch came easy, Adria was quick to point out that being a full-time content creator takes a ton of legwork. There's, there's a lot of long hours of me staring at a screen, creating content, coming up with ideas, engaging with my audience, editing. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun work, but it gets very exhausting. And so I've really had to develop a really solid routine for myself. I wake up at 5.45 in the morning. I have a whole breakfast that I eat. I do yoga. <laughs> and then I spend like 12 hours every day just looking at analytics, thinking, okay, what's working? What am I going to do next? Let me create a plan. Every day is different. I'm just taking it day by day. But I finally feel like I'm at the point where I have done enough testing with my audience that I have a pretty solid strategy and I'm ready to move into phase two of my content creation business. And beyond the long hours, there's a few other things that going off on your own can make more difficult, to say the least. First, according to Adria, there isn't really a group or an agency that you can be employed by. If you want to become a content creator, you're going to have to do it all on your own. I have a talent manager. He's the one who helps me get like some brand deals, but I don't work for him. Like he has his own business. I have my own business. One of the things you have to think about when you're self-employed, health insurance. Usually covered by an employer when you work full-time, insurance can be a bit trickier and definitely can be more expensive when you're paying out of pocket as an entrepreneur. And Adria agrees it can be a frustrating logistical barrier to say the least. Yeah, it freaking sucks, man. <laughs> I still am not making that influencer money yet. And it's expensive and it's frustrating that we have to pay this much to get taken care of. Mm. Yeah, It mm -hmm. sucks. That's my only advice I can give. It sucks. I will say with my full chest, anytime I'm asked, there's a lot of reasons why more accessible healthcare is needed in the U.S. The most relevant to this show is that healthcare can be a blocker to people wanting to start their own business, which in my opinion just stifles innovation and in the end does nothing but hurt our own economy and contribute to the existing and growing wealth gap in this country. And while you may picture influencers in big houses getting $100,000 brand deals, Adria shares how the financials of getting started are much less glamorous, although she is working her way up. When I was just starting out, it would be like a hundred bucks for a post. And that was pretty common for a while. That's when I had about like 20K to 50K followers. I probably did like 15 to 20 of those hundred dollar deals just to get some stuff under my belt. And then I added those to my media kit, which then I sent out to brands and I was able to justify a little bit of a higher rate. And so Gradually, I've increased. Right now, I'm at, I'm at about like 5K per post, 15K for longer contracts that involve like multiple posts, but it's been kind of a, a gradual increase over time. And um, also, I get paid per views on TikTok, on Meta, and on YouTube. So that also is another aspect of it. Getting paid for someone to watch a video or post a TikTok sounds like a dream. But even though Adria is only a few years younger than me, I was raised more with the messaging that the internet can be a scary place. And at time of recording, I have never actually posted a TikTok in my life. I'm equal parts intimidated that people I know will see me on their phone, which feels real weird, and also scared of all the mean comments I might get. So I had to ask Adria what her advice was for a newbie like me. In the beginning, I really had to emotionally separate myself from the fact that my face was showing up on all of my friends and family screens constantly. 
you just have to like disassociate a little bit, honestly, because it's a weird concept and you have to acknowledge that. But at the end of the day, people are so self-centered. They're going to maybe see that be like, oh, that's Lauren. And then be like, oh, cool. People care less than you think is what I've found. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a hurdle. Like that was something I had to get over. And as for the mean comments... The way that I deal with it is anytime I see a hate comment, I just assume it's a bot because there's a good chance that it is. So if we have a basic understanding of marketing, including knowing who our audience is and feeling comfortable with how we're going to show up authentically, we're working on getting over the mental hurdle of posting online and finally feel ready to launch your account, which leaves content, what to post. And Adria has some advice for launching so that you don't make the same mistakes she did. And it comes down to one word, focus. I don't know if I would do it again the way that I have done it because currently my audience is confused as hell. And (laughs) that is because I have thrown so much stuff at them. I was first a shapewear influencer. Then I was talking about my bunion surgery. And then I was talking about all of these weird stories that I have of when I was a kid. I have gone through so many niches and it's because I have ADHD and I hyper fixate on different topics. But as a benefit to that, I have so much data about what content works across a wide variety of audiences. So now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, there I'm throwing way too much content at one audience on my Adrian Oatmeal account. I need to take my content, which is me speaking to camera about ADHD, lifestyle, recommending products, take that to a different account. And I need to create another account for oatmeal that's just oatmeal content because I've kind of found that my Adrian oatmeal stuff, people just want pool time content and they want us doing adventures together. So really my my biggest recommendation is just trial and error. I've lost followers in this phase just because people are so confused. Just know that that's a part of the process. And once you really understand what people are going to want, you're going to be able to take off in a much more sustainable way. And if you caught that, giving the people what they want includes Adria and Oatmeal going out on adventures together, which means Adria's office is a pool? So... The way that I kind of think about this is like my day-to-day responsibilities are at home, but a huge part of my content revolves around me and oatmeal going out and doing things. And so that's kind of my office. So when we go to pools together and create content, that's my office. There's also a lot of like brand events that happen. And that's part of why I felt like I needed to be in LA because that's where a lot of the networking happens. So like, but it's, it's like, they're always super fun. Like I went to one last week that was at this dog social club and like, it was sponsored by this like dog backpack brand. We all got like free stuff, but it's a good chance to meet up with other creators and like talk. And so it looks differently than a normal office, but my office is anytime I'm going into the world creating content. And to Adria, the office being everywhere and anywhere is one of the best parts of the content creation industry. I think that the beauty of social media is that you could be somewhere in the middle of Nevada and you could just be talking about your cattle ranch and people might be interested and you're a content creator if you're doing that. So I think that the beauty of it is showing these different ways of life and your life can change overnight. It's like the 2023 version of the American dream, but with a viral video, like there's so many possibilities and it's all about just connecting you with people who value you. And beyond being able to do this job from anywhere, being a content creator is also something that doesn't have a timeline. 
When I asked Adria if she thinks it's ever too late to pivot into content creation, she not only said no, but had specific examples. No, I mean, there's there's a hype house that's just old people and they are so viral. I think they're called like the old guys. You can do it at any time. And I think that's also something that's so beautiful about content creation. You don't even need really any specialized training other than I really believe that people should understand some media ethics and fact-checking basics before they share information online. But other than that. And I just had to ask. Uh, for out-of-touch people like me, what the fuck is a hype house? <laughs> <laughs> A hype house is a group of content creators who live together and create content together. So they kind of harness the power of all of their socials by creating content together. And I have emulated some elements of a hype house by doing things like hosting a dog pool party with a bunch of dog pet creators. Like it's kind of the same concept of just collaborating with well-known people to make cool content. This sounds like a bit of a dream job. You can do it from anywhere. You don't have to work in an office. All you really need is your phone, and all people want to do is listen to you. And you can even live with your friends to make content together. It sounded a bit too good to be true, and Adria was quick to point out that being on the internet for a living is not for the weak-willed. People are going to try to tear you down. They are going to come at any little insecurity that you have, whether you know you have that insecurity or not. People are going to target it. The hate comments are insane. So I think that that's where being confident in who you are is very important if you're going to be a content creator because people want to hate. And coming back to the central theme emerging from this episode, it's important to stay authentic to yourself even when big opportunities come your way. You have to have the guts to turn down opportunities that sound fun but don't align with your brand's values. For example, it has always been a dream of mine to attend a movie premiere, but I declined an opportunity during the Hollywood strikes because I would be taking the place of an actor who is on strike for better pay and that would go against my values and my audience would be like, Adria, what the heck? So yeah, that learning to say no was the hardest one. I've said no to some really, really tough things, but it's important. I feel like we've got a clear understanding of how to get started in content creation, but I still asked Adria, what about our listeners who just don't jive with this influencer lifestyle? And if she has any advice for figuring out what they might want to do next? I figured it out through trial and error because even though I knew where I wanted to end up, I didn't know the specifics of it. And so I just tried a bunch of things like in college, I was a track and cross country athlete and that was my entire life. But once I realized that I was kind of wasting my energy focusing on this when I didn't intend on being a pro athlete, I pivoted and I was like, okay, let me go get a little bit more serious about finding marketing internships. And then from those internships, I found which industries I like to work into. And then as I did that, I pivoted a little bit more and I just kept pivoting until I really honed in on the things that I truly loved. And what I love is just entertainment. And it's it's a trial and error. You have to force yourself to do things that might scare you because you might end up loving them. There's no easy answer. Just try things. <laughs> also, like giving yourself compassion when you're tired and need to rest because I there's definitely been days where I've beat myself up for not completing all of the things that I had hoped of doing. And I have gone outside, I've taken a walk 
and immediately felt better and been like, okay, this is what I needed. And if you're having trouble feeling energized or motivated to go try new things, Adria has an exercise that might help you out. So I keep a list in my notes app of all the things I would do if I had the perfect life, if I was making enough money and doing the job that I love, what would I want my life to look like? I would want to afford a weekly cleaner to come and help with my apartment. I would want to sponsor the visa of my college best friend who lives in Canada so that she could come here and work for me. Like be specific about what your perfect life looks like for you because the more that you can taste it, the easier it is to go and make a video when you're really tired and you don't want to just keep your eye on the end goal. And that for me has kept me motivated to actually commit. If you have the opposite problem and have listened to this episode and are feeling inspired and energized and think that you've just found a new career path, Adria has some homework for you first. I would really recommend finding other creators in the niche that you want to target and follow them. For me, particularly, I really studied Quinta Brunson's career. If you do not know her, she is a literal genius. She started out as a meme online. She started working for BuzzFeed. Now she is the showrunner of Abbott Elementary. She also stars in it. She is just an amazing person. And I'm really like modeling my career after her as somebody who went from a meme on the internet to killing it in Hollywood. So I also really love, love, love her book. Um, it's called She Memes Well, <laughs> and it's it's really, really, really well done. I also just, I look at Taylor Swift and how she's cultivated such a cult following of people who like hang on to every word she says. I just study the people that you want to be like and study the audiences as well, because that's the key. And before you run and go get that fancy microphone or ring light, maybe just start off making some content and figuring out how you want to show up first. It looks weirder if you're using professional equipment and you don't fully understand how to use it, mm. then if you just embrace creating really solid UGC content. UGC stands for user-generated content, which is basically content that looks like it was captured by an amateur on your phone. So I would take the time to understand the technology before you branch out. Honestly, I just use my phone mainly as I've realized that voiceovers are a huge part of my brand. I got a Shure microphone, but really I don't think you need anything too fancy, especially if you're just starting out. Really just a phone is all you need. Well, that certainly demystified the influencer or content creation industry for me. And while you or me might just be getting started, Adria is pretty determined to be here for a good long while. I'm trying to set myself up to have a sustainable career, and that's why it's been so much work up front, but I think it'll be worth it. And if content creation seems like something you want to do and you want to learn more, Adria says the best way to reach her is by going to her website. You can reach me at adria at adriabarich.com. That is A-D-R-I-A at A-D-R-I-A-B-A-R-I-C-H dot Calm. I'll also link her TikTok profile in the comments. I definitely encourage everybody to follow her and her adorable dog, Oatmeal, for some uplifting content in your feed. Finally, Adria had some overarching wisdom that I feel perfectly sums up the main takeaway that I got from this episode. Figure out who you are before you make a decision like deciding what your career is going to be because the more that you understand yourself, 
the more you can lean into your strengths and find what you truly love to do. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. I hope you liked this interview. If you enjoyed it, please consider following this podcast so that you can be alerted when new episodes come out, which is every week on Tuesdays. If you know of someone who you think could be a good candidate to be interviewed, tell them to fill out the form at theinformationalinterview.card.co. That's theinformationalinterview.card.co. And if you're dying to hear about a particular job or industry, I want to hear from you. Shoot me a note at theinformationalinterview at gmail.com with the industry or job you want to hear about, and I'll add it to my list. I hope this episode is leaving you feeling inspired and energized to explore the career path that's right for you. I'm your host, Lauren Fagan. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.